This is the Raider Cotton Nation podcast with your host, Alpha Mike, and our roster of co-hosts, we patrol America's law enforcement beat. We invite you today on a ride-along. Now, here's your weekly briefing on Raider Cop Nation. Transmitting high atop of Florida's peninsula at 108 feet. This is Alpha Mike, and you're listening to Raider Cop Nation, episode 108. Today's episode, Yellow Footprints. And for those that had the 1% of American population the honor to step on those footprints and complete that training, they can safely say that they passed it and they are part of the world's greatest gun club and a United States Marine. Once a Marine, always a Marine. To share that experience with us today, our original co-host here on Raider Cop Nation, Mike Sierra, will come on and discuss with us what it all entails. Uh, some other program notes, if you want to get in contact with us, is as easy as going to Raider Cop Nation. There you can scroll down to the bottom of that website, our website, and you can see our icons there. Our numbers have been going up. I'm very appreciative of everybody that takes the time out to listen uh, to the show. And, uh, you know, in the beginning when we first started, you look at the numbers and the needle wouldn't even move. But it's happening. It's growing and uh, getting bigger and uh, much more interest. And uh, so we appreciate everybody that, that takes their time out of their busy schedule to listen to uh, an old guy like me just rant on here. We try to give you back some information. We want you to grow based on the information we give you. And today's episode's no different. There are a lot of young men and women uh, graduating out of high school, not knowing what their future lies, and some uh, are thinking about joining the military. While the toughest branch of them all, and I know that that's open to some considerable debate from other, uh, other people from other branches, but the Marine Corps has always been tougher and therefore a little bit more elitist in that as respects. So if you're thinking about going into the Marine Corps, this is a good show to listen to of how those first experiences of stepping on those yellow footprints, what they actually meant uh, to Mike Sierra. Uh, also, well, don't forget about test everything. Uh, 1521, as we said on our last episode, new episodes are coming. And uh, they will be launched out uh, October 9th together with this one. And uh, they won't be going out on Mondays anymore. And Mondays was not a very good launch date. A lot of people really didn't, uh, you know, beginning of the week, they don't want to interact. And people did not want to be preached to on Test Everything 1521. So uh, 15 minutes or less, God's word for your life to bring you up and uh, help you motivate yourself and maneuver through life's tough journey. And um, new shows coming up. I, 
you know, I have to drive down to uh, Miami, where many of you know that my uh, parents are ill, and I have uh, have to go down there quite frequently, more than I would like to. And the drive is about four and a half hours for me. And uh, during that time is reflection time. You know, you sometimes you you know put on the music, whatever. But there's where I really have a good communion with God that I can sit back and coast. This the last uh, ride down, which was October first. I um, man, I got some real good messages coming. God really ministered on that on that travel, and uh, so. I'm going to be looking forward to uh, sharing those. I always wanted to, you know, unfortunately I can't write them down. So some of the things are really hit or miss. But, man, I am uh, I was overjoyed of uh, some of the messages that uh, I was communicating with God. That moment where you set everything aside and talk to a superior power like God. There's nothing like it. All right, so speaking of that, let's get to the message of the week. Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is a sin. James 417. Hey, you know the difference between right and wrong. You know when they have to do good. A lot of us look the other way. And scripture is there to lift us up and keep us on the straight and narrow. No truer book was ever created known to man that professes wisdom as powerful as the scripture. So you know what to do. You know when to do it. If you act like you don't, then therefore, that's called a sin. All right, as a reminder of our schedule for the month of October, of course, this is uh, episode 108, October 9th, uh, the Yellow Footprint. Next week, uh, we will have October 16th, we will have the superhero will be the cop back from a Long hiatus this summer, and well-rested time for him. Got promoted to the rank of lieutenant. He will be on us, our, our stations uh, talking about the club, those clubs that are either professional in nature for law enforcement or uh, social or, or uh, more ethnic type of organizations. He'll talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of those. October 23rd, uh, episode 110 with yours truly, we will be talking about situational awareness and thinking at every aspect of the awareness that you have to have. Great show for those carry concealed firearms or weapon individuals that are civilians. We want to pay close attention to some things and uh, letting our guard down in today's society is definitely a no-no. And we round off the month of October 
with uh, Trick or Die, episode 111 with The Cop. October 30th, episode 111, Trick or Die. Cop will discuss a little bit about the Halloween safety maneuvers for kids as well as child abduction and uh, how to be on your toes a little bit more on the social network aspect of it too. So interesting show, and we look forward to um, that episode as well. All right. Well, I've bored you enough, and it's time for the legendary, the original co-host of Raider Cop Nation, the man, the myth, and the legend, Mike Sierra. After a long hiatus, here he is, the one and only true co-host of Raider Cop Nation, Mike Sierra. Welcome back to the show. Hey, Al. It's good to be back. It is a honor of all of us to have you back. And uh, we have a special show today. We are talking about the yellow footprint. Only 1% of Americans have actually had this training. And you are amongst that special core of individuals. So we're going to be talking about that. and uh, But before we get into that, you haven't been on the show for a while, and I know you've got a lot of good stuff coming up and great ideas over there that are happening at America's Few. Tell us what's uh, what's been going on. Yeah, you know, it's been going on. Uh, we went from uh, mainly being a podcast and now being more of a, I guess you can say advocacy for veterans, more more visual and hands-on as far as, you know, camaraderie, laughter, and, you know, but, you know more and more holistic medicinal approach to, you know, your post-traumatic stress or your TBI. So that's been keeping me busy. Uh, memes, uh, I've been uh, I've been promoted to meme trap lord now. So now I make memes to make, you know, on, on our Instagram page and our Facebook. You know, we found, you know, comedy to be a really good medicine in life. You know, whether you're depressed, even when you're happy, who doesn't like to laugh, you know? Yeah, I've been busy. yeah we've been busy with that. And oh, it's, it's good to get back into what the, the root, really the roots were of everything with the podcast. So thank you for having me back. Um, we're glad that you're here. Of course, I do have to say, because I know he's probably listening, Kilo Sierra has taken 
up that same hobby. He's not as good as what you're throwing out there. He does a lot of stuff with, uh, in other words, he had a show the other day or one of those mems where uh, he, he, he divulged to his core group that Sesame Street were really a bunch of uh, organized crime figures. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's doing his thing and you're doing yours. I know you've got something brewing to support a lot of the cause of the advocacy that you're talking about with the sticker program. Tell us about that. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been uh, in contact with a lot of, you know, other inf- uh, veteran influencers, you know, other uh, role model mentors, whatever you, you want to call it. And I've noticed, you know, the, the new trend now that's, that's been going on for a while, and I, and I finally caught, caught with of it, you know, with... You know, I take I try to take advantage of the, of the free time I do get, and I started reading. I started talking. I'm like, you know what? That's an actual good, you know, good idea. And 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 it brings me back to a flashback when I was younger. Uh, you know, growing up out in the streets of Miami. You know, as, as a young man, uh, at, at least at my age, it was uh, graffiti. You know, you had to come up with your tag name. So what we would do is we would go to the post office and you'll get the you know, those little labels where you put from and to from the post yeah. on, you just write your, you write your tag in there and just splat, you know, plaster that all over the city so you can get your, you know, your rep up. And, and I'm relating to that now. I'm like, wow, it's pretty much the same thing. You know, you make your own sticker, you know, whether it's your logo, whatever you want, anything that you want on there, you know, you, you put your information on there for people. If they want to research into it, they want to find you, they know how to, and it's pretty much free advertising. So uh, I or did a couple orders of stickers, you know. I didn't expect, you know, and you know, too many purchases, but people love stickers. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is moving in a positive light, which is always good. And I, I, I started thinking about this idea that you had with the stickers, and you know, post-traumatic syndrome is a real thing, not only in the military but also for first responders, including police, fire, in this issue. And for us to say, well, one group is using this and another group is excluded because their employment won't allow them. So this is a bigger picture than what people are really presenting. So, you know, kudos to you for what you're coming up with. And uh, I know that the audience is going to, really want to hear more so what what's your future mindset on on, on this program uh, with the america's few i guess movement we can call it i, I just want to spread awareness to veterans because i'm not the, the trend that i noticed when i started speaking to you know marines you know uh, soldiers that were way up higher than me these guys these are you know 100% stud compared to, you know, to what I was doing and to hear how their, you know, their approach to, you know, how they're dealing with their post-traumatic stress or, or their traumatic brain injury and how they're, you know, the one common, you know, trend that I've noticed in, in talking to all these great, you know, men and women is, you know, the, the more holistic approach to, uh, to treating that, you know, and this goes back to the ancient root time, you know, with DMT, with ayahuasca, you know, even back then in, in our era, you know, we, I, I think it was pre-Vietnam when they were testing LSD on the troops for what they call it was 
you know, I, well, I, well, I don't, I'm not even recalling what they called it back then. Shell shock. It was shell shock. That's what they called it. So they started experimenting with that. So, and, you know, I just want to push that out of my experience. I, I, you know, I won't ever push anything to anybody that I have never experienced myself. You know, you know, I, once I got sick a few years ago and I noticed, you know, my depression, my rage, you know, none of the stuff that they were prescribing me was making me any better. And so finally somebody pushed me and said, hey, man, how about you give medical cannabis, you know, med- medical marijuana a try? And I'm like, okay, I was never really a big smoker growing up. You know, my generation, it was, you know, a Cisco or Mad Dog 2020 and, and we're good. <laughs> and I wasn't really, I wasn't really a, a pothead or stoner per se. And I didn't get back reintroduced into marijuana until, I, you know, I just decided, you know, I was enough with the pharmaceuticals. I was done with the chemicals. And I want to go more natural route, you know, something that God, you know, put on this earth. You know, man didn't make plants. And and the more I, the more that I started getting into medical marijuana, the more I started seeing how it really did, how it's really influencing, you know, to be a better person, better father, better human being. You know, and I never felt that way with the pills or with alcohol. You know, usually with that stuff, I either feel more low or depressed or I'll get this rage, you know, especially with alcohol. You know, I, I've never take, I've never been medicated and been angry or wanting to hurt anybody. It's just all positive vibes. And that's just uh, something that I want to spread to other veterans and not just veterans. Like you just said, you know, post-traumatic stress wasn't brought up to the, you know, to the limelight until you know, with the first responder to me. And so after 9-11 happened, you know, that's when post-traumatic stress actually took. And then, you know, then it's got its stigma with the military. But, you know, just like you just said, you know, first responders, you know, those those men and women are going through, they're seeing stuff that, you know, normal Joe doesn't, they, they don't see it unless they go watch a movie or, or a TV sitcom, you know, and it's, and that's something that needs to be addressed. And, uh, you know, times are changing. You know, just gotta flip on the news, and you can see times are changing. Yeah, and and again, that story came to me from a friend of mine that retired over twenty years ago, and he came down with cancer, and what was prescribed was medical medical marijuana, and uh, he he swears by it. And uh, recently, there was a conversation about that. And uh, there was a lot of people saying, well, the agency is zero tolerant and so forth. So I started to think about it and I said, well, is it fair? Is it, how are these individuals going to be excluded from something, especially if the federal government later says it's legalized? So law enforcement and first responders have a challenge. And I know that the military has had this challenge for a long, long time. But since they're under the military, uh, the military code of justice, it's kind of hard to argue. But uh, on the law enforcement side or the first responder side at the states, you don't give up your rights. So it's going to be interesting how this unfolds. But you made a valid point and a very good one about prescription drugs and the side effects that they have compared to this. And uh, so this is something that needs to be look at, looked at and looked at closely. So we're definitely down with your program. And I know that uh, people can go to your website and get some info on this. Yes, uh, I, I try to uh, keep everybody up to date on americasfew.com. Uh, just check us out. And uh, anything, we're, we're here for you for anything. <laughs> you know, anything you guys need out there. 
Yeah, and of course, on our show notes, we always uh, have America's Few, the Brother podcast. It's always on our show notes down at the end, and we'll highlight it for this episode. So you can go on there, look at what the sticker is. I'll also post a picture of the sticker. And, you you know, if you have any questions or anything, you can shoot it uh, at Mike Sierra because it's it's a, causes start one step at a time. And they start taking their own form of life. And so it's a big challenge to take. And I, I, I salute you for it. Thank you. Thank you. So today, our episode here, we're going to be talking about uh, the yellow footprints. And as I said, uh, as we started, only 1% of America's society have had that pleasure. You are one of them. And it all starts with a simple bus ride. Carry us through what that process is. Wow, the infamous, legendary yellow footprints. Wow. You know, I, I, I'm going to be 35 in December this year, and it, it, it doesn't matter what what I'm going through the day. The moment I find time to sit down and reflect, it, it always goes back to that. How the hell did I get through all that? Because it's all just it's all just a haze. Like I. I you know, I guess the, the traumatic experience, my brain just pushed it all back because and I'm glad that I'm bringing that because a lot of people don't understand. They don't realize it until later, you know, as you get older and wiser and, and you know, each day I try to read and read and read to get more and more, you know, knowledge. You know, the one thing, you know, God will always supply with us is knowledge. So I'm like, I got to keep reading this stuff, you know? Yeah. So, Back to what I was saying is that going through, um, you know, Marine Corps basic training boot camp, that in itself is a traumatic experience because, you know, a lot of the majority of the recruits that go through there are fresh out of high school. They don't know nothing about, you know, military customs and courtesies. You know, the generations change. My generation was all big about military, so I was always interested. So I did my research. But, you know, generation change, they lose interest. It happens. Right. You know, so... You're, you're grabbing this 18, you know, some are 17, and then you're throwing them into this this war killing machine that's called the Marine Corps, and you know you're pushing them through three months of you know ba- you know basic training. You know, the, I, I still believe we're the longest out of all the armed forces of the United States. You know, we're still the longest, and it shows. But you know, 35 years later, I'm like, man. That, that's traumatic. Is that traumatic? So your your post-traumatic stress, at least in my opinion, begins the moment you step on the yellow footprints. Because yeah. that's a traumatic experience. You know, you, you you hear stories from friends. You know, if you had any friends that shipped out before you did, and, you know, they kind of prepare you. You know, I got lucky because my 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 brother went before a few months before I did, so he was pretty much filling me in on everything, what I should do, you know, how to how to you know get up. You know, because the main thing you wanted to do, at least for me, I wanted to get a stripe. You know, I didn't want to graduate boot camp without a, a PFC stripe. Mm-hmm. But so I'll do what I got to do, you know, and then I did it. I got meritoriously promoted uh, to PFC uh, before uh, graduation, and that was one of the proudest moments. And it's just that. It's like, man, you know, you're going through that trauma. Everything's new. You don't want to mess up because you, you see what happens when, you know, this other recruit messes up. It's no, it's no, no longer I. It's we, it's we, it's team, you know, you lose, you lose individuality completely. You, 
you know, when they say, oh, the, the Marines, Marines get brainwashed, uh, uh, that, they, that's what they do best. <laughs> they brainwash you, you know. And it was funny. I posted a meme a, a few weeks ago about how, you know, it, the meme was, you know, comparing the different armed forces of the of the United States of America. And it gets to the Marine Corps and it says, it just says cult. You know, pretty much the Marine Corps is, is, is America's biggest cult. Yeah. You know, because it doesn't matter how old you are, a Marine, a Marine's going to be a Marine. That Marine's going to be acting the way he was 30, you know, 40 years prior, you know, before they reach old age. And that just shows you the kind of breed, the kind of, I guess, DNA it takes, you know, for anybody to want to go through that nonsense. Because it's craziness. It's literally, it's nuts in there. So, yeah. you know, it's a it's a big brotherhood camaraderie, and that's pretty much what I was looking forward to. But, man, uh, boot camp was, it was crazy. It was, it was definitely an eye-opener, more than I had already experienced. But it, it, it definitely shaped me to become the man that I am today, that's for sure. Now, the training has changed um, even as hard as it is today than it was, let's say, 30 years ago uh, because of lawsuits and, and, and things like that. But it, 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 it's a game changer. It's not really training. It's, it's building character. So it really changes the person. It doesn't matter how old they are, like you said. So... You get on that bus, imagine you're 18 years old living with mommy and daddy, and you think you're going on a field trip to Disney, and the bus pulls in. <laughs> Life changes. Oh, it was, ter- it was terrible. Um, when I, on my ship, it was on my mom's birthday, so she was, you know how moms are, they get emotional. They automatically, when my, me and my brother told her we joined the Marines, she's like, oh, you guys are going to go to war. And the first thing every mom thinks is that my son's going to die in war, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, and then, you know, I'm waiting there. So you pretty much, I'm pretty much just hanging out there with my friends, you know, my last moment as a civilian. The recruiter showed up. It was really late at night, uh, you know, and, and then we get back to the MEPS. You know, MEPS is where they process all, all the all the pulleys from every every recruiting station, from every branch, and you go in there, you get processed, you go through your medical, you know, they make you squat like a duck and walk and you know, it was a bunch of weird stuff. And again, you're you're a young you're a young adult, pretty yeah, you're pretty much a young adult because you're just 17, 18, you're like, what the hell is all this going on? Mm-hmm. You got eye eye exams, hearing exams, they gotta they gotta check your feet, check your skin, all that crazy stuff. And then you just wait in there, and then they just give, you, and then they just get another bus, load everybody up, and then to the airport. So I'm flying, I'm flying out of MIA, and I think we went into Buford, I think, in South Carolina. So you know, you're so you're in an airplane. You know, a lot of a lot of Americans use never been in an airplane until you know they unless they sign up for the military and they're getting flying out. Mm-hmm. So you're already there, and you're already paranoid. You're like, man, I don't know what what to expect. You know, this is all brand new to me. You get there, and then there's there was a special floor. I don't even remember because it was all like it was dark. Then everybody screaming at you to go this way, go that way. All I remember is that we get there, and there was a it was a floor, it was a, a room or something in the airport. It was all just Marines there, and they're processing you. So you're in line, you're waiting for your name. They give you, you know, all your paperwork, and then you get loaded up to the infamous bus. And you're on the bus. Da 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 da. It's a regular Marine telling you, all right, you guys are going to go to, you know, Marine Corps Recruit Depot, Paris Island, South Carolina, you know, blah, blah, good luck. So 
soon as the lights turn off, first thing everybody's doing is, oh, I'm going to sleep because it's going to be a long freaking night. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you can't sleep because you're nervous. So you're pretty much just pretending to sleep. And the lights are off. And then you know you're there because it just is this eerie brake starts squeaking. And then you hear the bus stop. And then the lights come on. And then you're like, oh, man, I remember this part. And then the receiving general instructor comes into the bus. And the first thing starts screaming. Everybody get on the yellow footprints. You're getting on the yellow footprints. And then... They stop you right, you know, they give you the brief, and then they stop you right before, you know, these two big silver doors with the EGA on it. And, and at the top, it says, through these portals past America's finest prospect, I think it's something like that, United States Marines. And then Joe Strickland says, okay, open the hatch. And, you know, the first thing you're supposed to do is I sir, but you don't know that because you just graduated high school and you just left your mom's basement. So you open the door without saying I sir, and they're saying they're just screaming at you. Say I sir, I sir, okay, I sir. <laughs> open the hatch, and then they rush in, and then there's a bunch of desks there. These are some old desks, like oh, back in the day, the school desks, and they're made out of it's, it's all stainless steel, and it's all for hygienic reasons. Mm -hmm. And they just all right, sit down, and then you know put your forehead on on, on the on the table. And I just remember doing that for like I don't know how many hours. So you're just sitting there. Uh, with your head down on this cold, you know, this cold desk, because it's li literally steel and you're shaking and you're freezing, and you don't want to speak out because out, you're, you're afraid to get screamed at and, and you know, all, put on the spotlight. So they process you out, and then you're supposed to call. You know, I called once. I knew they were going to answer because I know how my parents are, and I just said, okay, I give up. <laughs> yeah. Just shut your eyes. Did anybody answer? Nope. Okay, we'll send a letter. Well, I guess they sent a postcard anyway that, that I got there fine. And then they process you out. They give you all your camis, you know, your sea bags. You stuff it with all the gear you got. They check your feet. They give you your shoes. And you go through your receiving drill instructions and, you know, your receiving platoon. And then you finally the next day get hopefully, and, you know, it's all nerve-wracking. You're just like, man, I hate being here, but I just want to be a sign of platoon already so I can start training so I can get the hell out of here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it was just, it was all fast-paced. And, you know, I saw some stuff there. And, you know, it shaped me to be the Marine that I was, and that's what I pretty much passed on to my Marines. So it was definitely a very rewarding experience, as miserable as it was, especially those damn sand fleas. Yeah. And and, and you'd never forget the experience. It is a, a, a character builder. And, of course, there's no comparison to that to law enforcement, basic training. But, um, you know, they, they like to say in law enforcement they have, you know, we have two weeks of hell week. <laughs> But uh, yeah. this is just completely hell week. It, 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 the whole training is hell. So it, there's a big difference. And the values that you learn because of that training stick with you for your entire life. And uh, not too many branches can say that. No, well, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. I just found out the other day it was the Air Force's birthday. I was like, you guys actually celebrate that? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, I, I I saw uh, a couple. I saw some funny stuff on your on your uh, America's Few Facebook page and and with the uh, Air Force and stuff. I couldn't resist to put a chair there, so uh, as a comment. <laughs> so yeah, I could. Yeah, that's one thing. Resist. That's one thing with the veterans. I got very very dark humor that they're the normal, you know. Snowflake will just get completely offended by it. 
Right. Yeah. And, and like uh, you've always said, you know, between veterans, you guys kick it. And uh, but we all have respect for these, you know, the service that they did, of course. Definitely. So you graduate from there. You're 18 years old and you finally made it. And what's the ceremonial feeling? What it, what what are the experiences that you're having at the end of this long ride? The best the best thing was um, at, at the end of the crucible when you know you're done and you get your eagle globe and anchor. They do the uh, they have the EGA ceremony where you get your EGA and you're just you know completely filled but you know all you care about is that you finally earned that title that you're finally a marine and you're going we're going to the chow hall and you're eating the warriors breakfast and you know you see all the kids puking because they're eating too fast and they're eating too much you know out of eating mres for the last couple of days you know your body's like whoa what's this stuff you know it's just it it was just one of definitely the proudest moment of my life was when i when i got on those footprints and when i left the footprints that's for sure yeah, you can't be the same person um, when you stepped on and when you stepped off. You're two different people, and uh, that goes with you for the rest of your your entire life. Um, what was the most memorable aspect of that training that stuck with you? The most memorable was when uh, the drill instructors finally uh, dropped it down from killing us mode to the mentoring role. And to seeing them as just Marines and not just a drill instructor, but an actual, you know, just a Marine that this is my brother now. Like, we're brothers now. Like, that to me was like, wow, this is amazing. Because you looked up to these guys, you know. Yeah, you, you've arrived, that kind of thing. Yeah, you made it. You know, we made it. And they, they, make, it, they make it known that, hey, this is, this is the world's best gun club right here, man. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. It is. Uh -huh. It is. It was, it was an eye-opener for sure. Well, as we said uh, when we started this podcast, you can never compare the yellow footprints of the Corps when you go into basic training with anything that resembles it in law enforcement. We thank you for your service, and we always thank Mike Sierra for being a co-host with us. We want to stay on top of the sticker program. We're going to do the links down on the bottom of our show notes and uh, we have a program coming up in November, November 13th, I believe it is, where we're going to be talking about miracle marijuana. So we definitely want to invite you back on. Oh, definitely. I'll be honored to be back for sure. <laughs> we are looking forward to it. And as always, thank you for being part of the Ready Cop Nation. No, oh, thank you guys all for your service. Thank you. great to have Mike Sierra back on and um, talk about his experience in the Marine Corps and his real footprints. Definitely changes a person. They never are the same. They will always be Marines. And um, it's always good to hear that motivates people. It's a big decision in people's lives, especially our young Americans nowadays, whether they want to serve the volunteer army 
As we said, less than 1% of American population actually take that dive. So for those that have done it and that will do it, we thank them profusely for keeping our country as free as it is because of that service. We also talked to Mike Sierra and about his uh, sticker program. We're going to keep tabs on that, and you can always go to americasfew.com, and there you can uh, see uh, uh, what the sticker looks like. And Again, it's, it's to, an advocacy for post-traumatic syndrome. And even I recently saw, and I want to close out with this, I recently had the pleasure of seeing the movie The Joker. And a lot of people comment were that the Joker movie was strange, weird, peculiar. Those were the words that you heard. And the reason it's so strange and peculiar is because you, the audience, are in the Joker's head. So reality is fictional, and fictional is reality, and somewhere in between is the truth. So that's why it was so fascinating. But my point is that in the movie, the Joker basically does talk about post-traumatic syndrome. And he then notices that the social worker that he's been talking to every week for years is not really paying attention to a damn word he's saying. No more spoil alerts. I won't discuss it anymore. You'd have to see it for yourself. For some people, it's good movies. For some people, it's far twisted for their imagination. But I can tell you this. Movies that deal with psychotic people really show normal people what they go through every day. And we're not trying to paste post-traumatic syndrome together into that group, the psychotic uh, behavior that you're seeing in the movie. But we tend to, as a society, block out people that are in need and mental illness is one of those things that people just don't really pay attention to. It's not my problem. It's someone else's problem. But every day, more and more people are diagnosed with all kinds of psychotic illnesses and taking medication for it. And what some of these side effects are, we'll probably really never know what it is doing to our society. So... In seeing this movie, it allows you to dwell in a little bit into that mind. Uh, this is probably the beginning of many other movies that the Joker sequels will have. But uh, Joaquin Phoenix did a tremendous job in being that psychopath. And uh, from my experience and those that know that I... I dealt with that clientele for many years. They will tell you, I can tell you, that uh, he looked pretty, pretty convincing. So kudos, kudos for that. Um, we, we did the schedule. We rounded it off. We told you what's coming up in October already. And um, on a sidebar, I just want to say a little bit uh, more about the coming holidays uh, that are fast approaching. You know, you go 
go to the, um, I don't want to say a department store, but you go to certain department stores and it's uh, June or July and they're already putting up Halloween stuff. And before Halloween's even over, thing, ho, ho, ho is right down the end of the corridor. But uh, every holiday for us and a lot of podcasts, it becomes difficult because your comp- your competition now is family, which always comes first. But remember, if you miss a show here, you can always catch it on your leisure. Towards the end of uh, December, and I'm not going to do a spoiler alert with the date, we're going to have uh, one show that kind of combines all our shows that we had in the year. Not all of them. That would be 52. But uh, uh, we're going to combine the best ones and create an hour show for that. And um, as always, uh, be safe this uh, coming uh, season. And remember, time change is coming, so it gets darker earlier. And uh, criminal minds are out there. And be on your P's and Q's because we want you to come back and come back safe. As always, it is my honor and my pleasure to be your host on Radicom Nation. As always, continue to pray for yourself because without you in the game, we have nothing. Pray for your family. Pray pray for your community. Pray for the law enforcement agency that serves you. And most important, pray for the United States of America. This is Alpha Mike. Out. And guide her through the night with a light from above. From the mountains to the prairies to the oceans white with foam. God bless America, my home, sweet.